Another episode of What Woody's Watching. This episode is going to be about The Handmaid's Tale Season 5. I will start spoiler free as always. I'll do a minute or two if you haven't seen the show at all, just to give you an idea of what it's about and my opinions on it. First things first, I highly recommend it. I will get into a bit of spoiler free stuff for people who've seen up to Season 4 who haven't seen the most recent season, and then we'll get into full spoilers. Okay, so starting off. I will say this show I think is great. I really like it. It doesn't just feel like a you know a feminist money grab which a lot of things feel like that. You know they do a reboot of something with an all female cast or whatever. They make even if it's a new show with an all female cast or writers or something like that just just to say that they're doing a women-centered show. I don't think is really beneficial for the most part. But this show is great. Of course, it's based on a book, a novel by Margaret Atwood, Atwood, which came out a long time ago and has had other adaptations before it. This one, I think, is really good. I think it's high quality. It's on Hulu in the USA. It's on Disney Plus in other countries. And I think it's great. The storytelling is really good. The characters are really good. It's Obviously, it goes a lot farther than the book. So if you have read the book and haven't seen the series... Um, and the book did have a sequel that came out recently, and I'm not sure how much of the series has now been, like, based on the book. I know, I think the second book came out after season two or three, so I think part of the popularity of TV show kind of encouraged the author to write the sequel, and... Yeah, so I'm not sure how many details or how many plot points they might have then gone back to draw from the sequel novel as the show was already going on past the novel. But I think it's really good. So if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. I think if you're into things, even like... Um, I wouldn't say it's similar to Game of Thrones, but I, I definitely think it's like it's that kind of drama. There's a lot of political drama there's it's a much smaller story you know it's more concentrated on the character herself played by elizabeth elizabeth moss june osborne aka offred at the beginning um and she is you know trying to survive trying to fight back and trying to navigate her life in this world so it's not like a whole big political conspiracy thing but obviously politics is involved and as the show gets on it gets into a bit more about politics so, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. If you've listened to some of my stuff before and you're interested in some of the stuff that I like, especially some of the drama that I've mentioned before, I think you'll really enjoy this. So, now I'll get into things up to Season 4. Spoiler free for Season 5, but I'm expecting you to have seen everything before this. So, if you haven't seen the show at all, please go watch it. Now, if you've seen the show but haven't seen the most recent stuff, then I'll say this season is, of course, it's kind of different because now we know that June has escaped Gilead and she's in Canada. She's reunited with her husband. I think he's a, a really good character, although 
them two together don't seem like a great match because he in the others they just seem like uh maybe she's changed because of Gilead of course which is totally understandable but their relationship through this season seems a bit um like it should be straining more than it is like they seem totally happy with each other but they are at odds with each other for a lot of the show and I'll get into some more detail about it later but that's kind of my take on it that's kind of what I noticed and I do really like a lot of the other characters commander oh man what's his name commander Lawrence yes played by Bradley Whitford and Nick played by Max Minghella I, I really like them as characters and what they're doing within Galead, how they're trying to change things, how they're, you know, increasing their influence and their power within it, and whether Lawrence is a good guy or a bad guy or it's someone coming in the middle who doesn't really care about everything, right? So I think he's a really interesting character, and Nick still has a lot to do with this show. I think he was he was gone for a while in season three or season four he was gone for a while right and he only came back like at the end i don't know if that was just part of the story always or if the actor just wasn't available for a while um so there's that but he's he's in almost every i don't know, maybe every episode if not almost every he's constant throughout this story so it's it's interesting to see how since he's risen through the ranks in Gilead, how he interacts in this season, and how Commander Lawrence does as well. And his plans for Gilead are quite ambitious. I think it's really interesting. I'm excited to see how it happens with Season 6, although there are some things about the kind of influence and the power that he has that I think are a bit contradictory, as well as with a, a few other things, which I will mention when we get into the spoilers. But for now, it's just, for example, I'll say with um, Fred Waterford. Like, when we see the flashbacks of pre-Gilead, he was coming up, or early days Gilead, and he was trying to come up with, you know, this country. He was like a founding father of Gilead. And he came up with the name of the ceremony for, you know, when they raped the handmaids. And... I like he seems so integral and so fundamental to the creation of this country and then like in season three when they go to Washington DC and that's the capital of Gilead as it was in the USA and it seems like all these people who are so important Commander Lawrence the architect of Gilead Fred Waterford he came up with the name of the ceremony he was clearly involved from the beginning and hugely important to founding this country and then they go to Washington and they don't seem that important of course they put on a huge show to you know get the the baby back which they never do and it seems like he was sometimes shown to be this huge important guy obviously he has a relatively high position in Boston but then they go to Washington and all these other people have like three, five handmaids or whatever. And relatively, it just seems like sometimes these characters don't mean that much. Fred isn't the top dog in Boston even. 
and then other times it seems like they're supposed to be really important people and like with Commander Lawrence as well he's the architect of Gilead of Gilead's economy he convinces so many things on their national policies and in season five you know as I mentioned he you see him grow his character his power and at the same time there are some things it just seems like sometimes it shows him he has all this power he has all these ideas and these other characters are doing so much to influence Gilead as a whole but then at the same time something else happens where you're like oh this person isn't the guy or isn't that important in Gilead so it's like I don't really know what to think about that but it doesn't take away too much it's just one of the things that I kind of find a bit confusing about the show I've pretty much always felt that way kind of since season one so that's kind of where I stand on that and yeah with June herself she she evolves of course over this season and she's interesting trying to figure out what she's doing now that she's out of Gilead and I was a bit worried because it's a shame to see shows go on too long when they don't know what to do like they can't organically write the story to basically make sense because when you have a show like this which is about people escaping an oppressed nation people rebelling and escaping from an oppressed oppressive nation then once they escape like what do they do you know so it's like how are they gonna write another season another two seasons they have already said season six will be the final season which i think is a good thing because this season can build into that and then season six can wrap it all up so they're already planning how to end it i don't know if they've started filming or not season six but yeah they they could have led into that and then they could plan the ending rather than going and going and going until it's not so popular anymore and then just ending it on a terrible season so I think this season benefits from that and I think it's good you can kind of see where things are going and I appreciate that and I'm hugely excited for season six even though season five wasn't my favorite season I'm definitely excited for the final season so that's uh that's what I have to say about that spoiler free if you haven't seen it yet I definitely still highly recommend it please go see it watch it recommend it to other people I think it's a really good show and I I think it's uh in terms of <clears throat> shows and media that tries to generate a discussion on sexism and feminism and things like that I think this is one of the if not the best one out there of course it's showing a very extreme outcome of things but it also asks a lot of questions and brings up a lot of topics that are still concerns in kind of everyday life and it explains a lot of the sentiments a lot of people are feeling about a lot of things so yeah let's get into it then spoilers for season five if you've seen it all then keep listening if you haven't go watch now like I said with the people like in this episode or this season Commander Lawrence is like he's he's got this plan for New Bethlehem he says he's been working on it for a while and how does he have the authority to make this I understand he's an important guy but then again why isn't he in Washington DC 
And who are these people in Washington, D.C. that they visited so briefly that supposedly have so much more power? He seemed, Lawrence seems to be con- in control of so many things in this season. And throughout the season, he gets more powerful, right, when they get rid of uh, Commander Putnam. So, I guess I'm just a bit confused about that. And where does Nick fall into it? He becomes a commander. How much power does he have? He was able to be part of the plot to kill Commander Waterford. But he's not super powerful. Like It's just one of those things. Everything seems a bit kind of confusing with the power structure. As well as like even back in the beginning, I was a bit confused. Is this uh, a revolution within America? Did the USA change to become Gilead? Or did Gilead rise up and kick out the people? It seems to be kind of a mix of both. Because they had things like suspending the Constitution because of the terrorist attacks and blah, blah, blah. But if that's the case, like then why are they at war with the USA? Why is there still a USA government? Why is there all this other stuff going on? I don't really understand is it supposed to be a changed country or a new country that kicked the USA out and just from what I see from all the flashbacks and everything they show it seems like uh, there's details that would lead me to believe both of those and it's a bit annoying kind of wish they would stick to one or the other but it's you know it's not really central to the show I still think the show's great but with this season June was a bit um a bit inconsistent I would say like I guess a lot of things um and I think her relationship with Luke is like I don't really know how they still love each other that much like she seems so obsessed with Gilead and I understand she's been through a traumatic experience I totally understand that and Luke is doing so much to be there for her and it's great but I feel like June is often like just neglecting him and Everything he says, she kind of ignores and just does her own thing because it's like, oh, Luke, you don't understand. And I agree, he doesn't understand what she's been through. But at the same time, it's like she keeps going off on her own to do things and do this and put things at risk. Like she's doing things like everything like Luke says, like how if if you go to prison or if you go to Gilead or whatever, something happens, how are you going to help us? How does this help Nicole? How does this help Hannah? If you're doing this or that or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, like, take a step back. Just stop and think for a minute. So, you know, consider how you can do this. You're out now with one daughter, which, of course, it's not enough. But you got to realize the position you're in and how are you going to fight a whole country. So, it's a challenge, I know. But it just seems a bit, you know, like they're, she's always trying to get more extreme with things and then it's like oh she realizes oh, I'm sorry I'm not I'm not caring about Nicole as much as I should be she takes a step back and then the next episode uh, Serene does something that pisses her off and she goes berserk again and then she comes back and it's like it's like I don't really know what they're doing um so that's my opinion on that nothing too crazy I like it hasn't turned me off from the show or anything I still really enjoy the show but it just seems like the difference between the two characters is pretty great. And yeah, it's almost like, you know, they maybe they their relationship should be more strained. 
but it doesn't really seem to be that way despite their the fact that they argue in almost every episode they end up like not having any problems with each other so yeah there's that Emily was gone in this season she I as I understand it the actress could not do this season I don't know for what reason but she wasn't available or she decided not to come back and so they just basically wrote her out said she went back um I would be curious to see if she comes back for season six I doubt it I'm not gonna hold my breath for it because I don't want to expect something and not get it but yeah so that's a that's a bit of a change and it's a bit disappointing to see that they just had to you know kind of write her out so suddenly like that but I think it is certainly possible like you see someone who's been in this oppressive state and they escape and they're traumatized and they just feel like the only thing they can do is go back and I think that's something like obviously this isn't the same but through my experience with the military it's like it's a very stressful environment to live and work in and you don't like it most of the time, but when you're away from it and you find yourself thinking about certain memories and you're like, this is something I got to do. Like, I, I understand the, the draw that something like that can have. Something that you, you know, didn't really like. But it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, and uh, Janine, Janine survived the bombings, right? I don't remember if they showed her. I think they must have showed her at the end of season four right after the the bombs came to the city uh when june got out and janine didn't but yeah she's found a life again with aunt lydia i think aunt lydia is great she's probably my favorite character i think she's fantastic the actress uh let me get her name for you she's fantastic i just i love watching her all her scenes are fantastic aunt lydia played by Anne dowd and um, the young wife who they had uh, stayed with when they were trying to escape, right? When they were hiding, played by I'll get I'll get her name. She's that the young popular actress. She's up and coming. She was in the new Ghostbusters movie. McKenna Grace, the character Esther Keys, yes. Uh, she, their, their interaction with uh, Esther and Janine is interesting. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to show Esther again in season six. They kind of just <clears throat> stop talking about her all of a sudden. Because obviously, you know, she poisoned herself and Janine, so that's not good. But it's um, interesting to, to see how these different characters have different reactions to their situations like Janine is very much just you know in kind of an autopilot trying to survive doing what's asked of her and Esther is you know totally resentful for everything she hates everything that's happening and you know as she should but it's just it's it's cool to see how these different characters have different reactions not everybody just wants a straight up rebel and be like Juno Osborne you know they have that even in I think in season one there's one of the handmaids who was like look I was in a bad place before they give me a house they give me food blah 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 and she's okay with it and 
it's just cool to see that there's there's different personalities within the society makes everything kind of more realistic more human and getting to the end the american refugees have overstayed their welcome in canada which is you know kind of understandable i'm surprised almost that they didn't like mention these things earlier because i imagine toronto especially so close to the usa is super crowded now that it's been several years and lots of people have escaped and i'm sure it creates a lot of issues that you know people weren't expecting to have such a sudden influx of refugees you know because this is the usa is over 300 million people so when a lot of those people are trying to escape a new oppressive government then that could be life-changing for anyone who lives in toronto just having to live through that experience as the city and the country of canada tries to adjust to it but i think it's interesting the way they show gilead gaining ground with the sentiments with the gaining support from the people in canada i think the people in gilead were very smart with what they did i think serena was very smart with fred's funeral and with the fertility clinic uh, fertility center showing them this is how we have children and this is what makes us good instead of focusing on all the things about gilead because gilead is inherently all of a sudden it's political arguments it's something people don't like and you can't really win people over with that whereas if you say look we're having babies and nobody else is i think that's like a stroke of genius and to see some of the people getting into that and to see the wheeler family and then when you realize i think for me it was when mrs wheeler said go to your room to serena that's when i realized and i think that's when serena realized like i'm being treated like a handmaid they're expecting this child to be theirs and i'm going to be removed from the baby's life soon enough and they try and then she realizes she escapes and i think that was kind of a turning point because in the past few seasons there are always moments where it was like serena is kind of friendly with june and they kind of you know see each other's struggles they kind of bond a bit and they both want to kind of improve things together but then all of a sudden serena gets mean again and they hate each other again and even at the beginning of this season of course june kills her husband and even though serena wasn't the biggest fan of her husband by the end of season four then she's still rightfully mad and she goes back to gilead she puts on this huge funeral and basically shoves it in june's face with her daughter but then when she gets back and she's treated like a handmaid that's the real problem and i think that's a real turning point and i think the very end when you see them on the train together i think that's um that's definitely a, a big moment and i think we could see them like working together at this point going forward so it'd be interesting to see how they handle that if serena is going to like get in on the action and try to fight against gilead or if she's just trying to get away and save herself 
or if she's going to be like a secret informant, she's going to stay out of the spotlight but still help, or if she's going to be out there like in the spotlight with June. I don't know. I'm interested to see where that goes. And there's one other thing I wanted to mention, the raid on the, the, the wife's school, the wife training center. I I think it was really interesting the way they did it. The way it was like, as soon as they cross the border, the planes are shot down. And Commander Lawrence has it all kind of figured out. And he calls June and he's like, hey, why'd you do that? That was stupid. You should have just talked to me. And I think that's good for him. It should, he's a smart character. But I was also like really hoping that was like the season finale. They show this raid. And I was hyped for uh, an epic military scene but I think the way they did it was also good because it's you know it's not a show built on action so I think it would have been cool really cool it would have been really intense really dramatic but it's also you know never really been part of the show the show's never needed it before I don't think it needs it now so I think it was pretty cool to show that Commander Lawrence was so smart about all this so, yeah, I'm interested to see if they're going to mention New Bethlehem again. Obviously, I was I was a bit worried at the end if June, when they felt the danger in Canada after June got run over and Nick beat up the guy, ended up killing the guy. I was curious if she was going to say, we need to go to New Bethlehem, like that's our only option. Obviously, they didn't say that. They're like, we're going to go west we're gonna go to alaska or hawaii and i think that's the smart move they should have done that like right away but um yeah they they get separated june and luke and uh i guess mora's staying by of course because she's not you know wanted for killing a canadian but um you know i think maybe the whole group of them could have left together but we do see Luke and June split up again. And I'm sure they'll be reunited again. I'm hopeful that the court will be like, look, this dude tried to run over your wife. So, you know, you'll go to prison or something, but you're not going to be locked away forever. Or maybe someone will help him get out and get to the States or whatever. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see if Lawrence prevails in season six. And his reforms go through, and Gilead basically becomes more or less a normal country uh, that's had success in fighting climate change and fertility issues. Or if Lawrence fails and Gilead stays this oppressive regime, and somehow June and whoever else and the Americans come together to overthrow or get rid of the Gilead government or whatever it is I'm really interested to see how they wrap this up because this seems like larger than June's story at this point like they could just show what happens to June and how she ends her story but I think she's so involved with the fate of Gilead and America <laughs> so I think the show is kind of going towards a big finale where you see what happens to Gilead, what happens to all the characters. And what I'm really curious about is, does Gilead survive? Does Gilead change? Or does Gilead 
go away. I think that's kind of where the ending is pointing to. And of course, does June get Hannah back? And if she does get Hannah back, is she going to stop there? Maybe maybe this series will end with her getting Hannah back, but then she's like, I'm not going to stop here. I'm going to make sure Gilead is gone or something. I don't know. I'm not going to theorize too much because I don't want to be disappointed when I'm wrong. So that's all I have to say about this. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. And as always, keep loving movies and TV shows. Goodbye. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? What are you wondering? What do you know? Why aren't you scared of me? Why do you care for me? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Come here. Say it, spit it out. What is it exactly? Your pain is the amount cleaning you out. Am I satisfactory? Today I'm thinking.